0: podcast network
1: the archaeology podcast network is sponsored by codify a california benefit corporation visit codify at www.cod all right this is chris webster i'm at the 50th annual society for historical archaeology and underwater archaeology and i think in like a thousand plus episodes of the archaeology podcast network this might be our first podcast involving underwater archaeology i hate to say that oh (laughs) wow i know so we're in the tech room that's cool Um, so we got your cherries what you're saying fantastic exactly So we're in the tech room, which is in the exhibit hall, so it's really noisy. But I've got um, Sean Cox of East Carolina University and Trevor Huff, Huff uh, also with East Carolina University. And they have all the people coming to their booth because they have fun toys. Um, We've got Oculus, and they're having people walk around a submerged shipwreck. So Sean, why don't you tell us about what you've got going on over here?
0: Uh, So basically this is a... It's a VR model that's built from photogrammetric data that we collected of the Pillar Dollar Shipwreck, which is a a wreck in the Florida Keys that is on the historical register, the National Register of Historic Ships. Uh, It's part of the Biscayne Bay National Mm Park, which has probably hundreds of shipwrecks, I think 16 or so that are on the National Mm -hmm. Register. Uh, It actually would be really good to have one of the NPS guys around because they could fact check. But uh, they. Allow us access to the Pillar Dollar for excavation purposes. It's not the sexiest shipwreck. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been picked over pretty, pretty well by treasure hunters uh, in the last thirty years or so. Uh, They got it, they got it really well in the sixties and seventies, and kind of cleaned off all of the
1: artifacts. What was it? Uh, What time period was it? What was it carrying? It's a. We've established it's a uh, sixteenth-century vessel. Um, Okay. We're not quite sure from what region. Yeah. We think it's Spanish, but it could also be British. Okay. Yeah,
0: without the the artifacts, yeah. it's very difficult to really... Well, the context is essentially destroyed. So we don't know the convenience. We don't know uh, much about where it was going, where it was coming from, what it was carrying. What was the those, plaque that says
1: made in? Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they didn't leave the bell
0: behind that just said the name of the ship and the date and all of that. Those good details. Uh, so we excavated as part of a field school and essentially... We were just we were mostly down there just moving sand and ballast stones mm-hmm. uh, in an effort to record the extent of the remains that are there and sort mm-hmm. of just establish some some boundaries the the wreck is well the site is six meters by 40 meters okay uh, mostly what we've uncovered it appears that the the hull of the ship along the keel sort of catastrophically fractured probably mm-hmm. when it hit the reef yeah uh, that being like I mean, it's literally fifty meters away. There's this reef, and you probably don't want to hit it with a ship. It's kind probably of what not. it comes down to. It. Yeah. Uh, so then the ship broke up, and what we have is one component of the hull. Right. Uh, we don't know where any of the remaining remains are, and we don't have any of the artifacts that come from it. Right. Uh, this stage, okay. Uh, and what yeah. what made
1: you guys choose this as a focus
0: for this kind of project? Well, so we were just getting into photogrammetry in uh, about March, April. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a bit of an argument with a professor actually, because we don't, most of us don't like drawing things by hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the reliability of photogrammetric data is was still in question. I mean, it's, right. at least within the archaeological community. I mean, industry's been using this for a while. Yeah, we're we're slow yeah. to catch up sometimes, but. Uh, Essentially, I read about this as a use case mm-hmm. and then shopped around the idea with uh, Dr. Jennifer McKinnon, who is our uh, the primary investigator on the project, and uh, Charles Lawson, who's our partner with uh, Biscayne Bay National mm-hmm. Park. And they seemed hip to the idea of trying to make whatever we could out of the photogrammetric data. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got a colleague in the program, Annie Wright, who's doing... Uh, 3D printed site plan. Wow. And. Uh, not to scale, uh, I hope. I certainly hope not to. It's <laughs> very expensive, uh, And then uh, I kind of drew the VR yeah. card out of a hat of various <laughs> different things that can be done with the data and just. Yeah. I contacted Realities, which is a startup doing uh, various things in VR mm-hmm. and they have their own processing pipeline so eventually just shared the data with them yeah. they ran it through to create the, the VR world that you know is interactive and mm-hmm. in many ways I mean, it's a simulation of what our site was like right. it's very cool to be on it and think wow I, because it, having we both dove it yeah. Uh, yeah. and quite frankly, I prefer being able to breathe. It's really... I mean, diving's nice and all, but like, right. this is... The water's uh, hard on the lungs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: so, yeah, that's kind of where, I guess, where that so, came. So, talk real quick about the setup that you have here. What's What do you have here at the conference that makes this kind of uh, work?
0: So, to make it work at the conference, I've, I've got a used Oculus Rift dev kit oh. off eBay. They go for about 250 bucks. Wow. I, I, I sat on... I, I bid for about a week <laughs> on these things when they were at around the $30 to $50 mark. Right. And consistently they went up to 250 So when I saw one for Buy It Now at that price, I was like, all right, cool, I'll just take yeah, it. Yeah, just do it. Uh, that's what, bite the bullet. And, uh, you know, we're all living off of grad school like loans right now. Yeah, yeah. So, Or at least I am. So. Uh, we'll pay it forward somehow. And then <laughs> uh, to run uh, the software, any VR software, mm-hmm. the, the, basically right now the minimum standard graphics card is uh, an NVIDIA GeForce 980X, Mm -hmm. I think is what the model is, and so I needed to get a computer that would have that, so I partnered with, not partnered, I rented from a company called No Compromise Gaming, this gaming laptop that is far better than anything I
1: could have afforded, (laughs) uh, just to put all the pieces together so that I could display it. Well, it works really well. I got to try it out uh, just a while ago, yeah, and I, I think one of the first things that you get used to because you're underwater you're Mm -hmm. at the shipwreck so you're underwater how deep is it the site uh, is about 18 to 23 feet okay yeah so it's not it's no no it's actually so in that
0: quite
1: in that area the ocean it's a nice training depth i would say
0: (laughs) for people who are just learning underwater archaeology
1: how in in this simulation it's actually really bright you can see everything really well because you can control the lighting but in reality how clear is that and how bright is it down uh, the clarity was basically what you see really uh it was That's i mean we had water for you.
0: 50 or 60 meters of visibility yeah through the water and you could see from one end of the site to the other oh, very wow. easily you could see the reef when you were looking Ooh. you know and that, the reef was probably what maybe That's 70 cool. meters away no, i'm yeah, not really sure yeah away. it was a kind, it was kind a way away. kind of
1: makes you wonder how drunk they were when they hit it right <laughs> yeah well yeah <laughs> i mean there is there is uh there is some evidence of burning on the uh, on oh it might cabin. have been something yeah. The problem with that is we don't know if the burning happened before the wreck, right. or if it was yeah. part of the salvaging of it. Because that was something that a lot of salvagers would do: would they burn a hole in the hull when they would go in to uh, salvage okay. everything because they weren't going to use the ship anymore? Right, right, for sure. So, okay. Well, cool. Do you guys have any uh, future plans for projects like this?
0: Uh, well, I would, I would love to be employed, sort of, consulting on these projects, <laughs> but uh, I don't really know if that's feasible. The hope is that museums and Anybody, anybody with an exhibit space yeah. who wants to share uh, archaeological data can can do so via this means, yeah. and make sites accessible to people who wouldn't have access to them before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's also a lot of research potential. It's just not really clear. the The clarity of the data mm-hmm. in the VR world would have to be better than right. what we've got, what we've achieved here, in order to make it research relevant. But I think that there's there are paths forward on that as well. And Moore's Law is going to have this all in everybody's, <laughs> you know, phone in 20 years. Uh, right. So it's kind of, we're just at the tip of tip of this process.
1: Well, my, my thing that I'd love to see is, uh, as a CRM archaeologist, mm-hmm. is I'm out on a site. I've got something that I just don't understand, but I need to know by, like, late afternoon so I can do something where right. I can send something yeah. to somebody they can throw on their deal and then walk around the site and yeah. analyze it for me. And they can do that in the space of an afternoon. Yeah. That would be my, well, my holiday. So
0: <laughs> it would be possible in the space of the afternoon when the software is able to render the data that that's quickly.
1: That's the problem. We uh, use Photoscan a lot. It takes days sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So Photoscan is what I've, I've made a bunch of Sketchfab models mm-hmm. with Photoscan. Yeah. Uh, and and the kit that I the fastest I was able to do something was overnight, right? Uh, and yeah, and then there was I mean, we at one stage we'd screwed up where our targets were, and there was the mind-numbing gr- right. process of mapping that out by hand. And yeah. uh, I think it's just a matter of yeah, the software needs to be more powerful,
1: and it will become so over right. time. So as a grad student, you probably had other responsibilities while you were putting this together. But if you were to if you were given this assignment today, okay, and they said produce this. How long do you think it would take if it were your full-time job from starting to collect the data to somebody's using Oculus on it? Uh, it took us, what, a day to collect yeah, the data? Yeah, getting the photo data was easy. So, I mean, but if, 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 if
0: you were a CRM firm or a school that gave us the assignment, so there's yeah, the considerations of, like, getting out to the site on the right day and, for and sure. all that stuff. Weather, so, all that Let's stuff. say we take a week in the field yeah. to get the data and then share that with uh, realities. And they took care of this model. I think they only processed for about three to four weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're looking at about a month, okay. I think, to get a reasonable VR world.
1: And that's not uh, bad. This is pretty decent. You yeah. Know, it, this is good. I like and I think it.
0: that they could have gone further. It's just that the conference was... You know, no. I had to present today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: so this is what they were able to complete in the right. in the
0: time that they had available. Uh, you could probably
1: add some other features, some more ambiance stuff, if you wanted to make it more. Yeah, publicly. we were talking about having spearfishing as an option. Yeah, and, nice, uh, Have a little nice. fun stuff going on. That's awesome. All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, and thank you. Really uh, we appreciate can it, Chris. See more stuff coming out from you guys. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah it'd be great. all right. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes.